This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Olu George Ministries presents Focus on Freedom Podcast. We're covering the face of the earth with the knowledge of the glory of God. Welcome to an encounter with timeless, transcendent, and triumphant truth. Here's your brother, friend, and messenger, Alu M. George. Welcome to our time together. I'm so excited to be with you because the Lord has a treat for us. We are joined in the studio today by a brother and a friend of mine from the city of Atlanta in the state of Georgia in the old USA. His name is Dr. Namdi Naram. He was actually with us last year and the Lord has allowed him to be with us again. Would you welcome Dr. Apostle Namdi Naram? Apostle, you're welcome. Thank you, sir. Thank you. For those of you who are not aware, if you are joining us for the first time, we've been meditating on what we titled the Foursquare Gospel, or the Foursquare Jesus. We draw this inspiration from the life of the great woman of God by the name of Amy Semple McPherson, who had a vision of four living creatures, I'm reminiscent of the one recorded in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 1, 5 to 10. She interpreted the faces of these four different creatures, one of a lion, one of a man, one of an ox, and one of an eagle, as representing and symbolizing perfection. She equated this perfect foursquare to the full gospel that Jesus came to bring us. Now, it's very, it's very big for me that we don't see Jesus in just one, through just one prism. It's important for me that we see Jesus in all of his ministry, in all of his power, in all of his glory, in all of his revelation. As a matter of fact, I wrote a book about it. I titled it, Jesus, Our Magnificent Obsession. So, Sister Amy Semple McPherson preached, believed, and taught that Jesus must be experienced on four levels. Jesus must be interacted with. Jesus must be known on three different, on four different levels. Number one, as Savior. So we look at Jesus as Savior from sin, the penalty of sin, the presence of sin. Jesus must be known as the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Jesus must be known as the healer or can be known as the healer. And finally, Jesus must be the soon coming king. When the church does not have a vibrant, living, working revelation, understanding and encounter with Jesus on these four levels, the church is at best underserved, at most disabled. So we began to look at Jesus as savior And we focus more especially on Jesus as Savior from sin. That is something that is not being preached. Those who preach about sin either make people sin conscious or they ignore the subject completely. I have not heard anybody preach 
too extensively on Jesus saving us from the power of sin, not in a theoretical, futuristic, esoteric, future fashion, but Jesus setting me free right now from masturbation, from pornography, from lying, from lust, from unclean thoughts, from gossip, from adultery. And that freedom is available today. I was crucified with Christ, Paul says. I am crucified with Christ, but nevertheless I live. The life I now live, I live by the faith of a son of God who gave his life for me. Paul says, you will, you, you, you will no longer serve sin. Romans chapter 6. Knowing this, that the old man is crucified with Christ, that the body of sin may be destroyed, that you may no longer serve sin. Therefore... Reckon yourself dead to sin. Reckon it. Feel, imagine it. Feel it. Live it. Experience it. Serve it without shame, without ambiguity. Walk in total freedom. We did that for longer than I thought, for several weeks, possibly nine weeks. And then we began to look at my second favorite subject, Jesus the healer. Oh, how much. The church has missed out on the ministry of Jesus, the healer. We had a tremendous opportunity in 2020 to show the world Jesus, the healer. But the church failed like everybody else. The church bought into the lie. The church went along with the propaganda. What a missed opportunity. I, we're preaching these things not to educate your mind, but to enlighten and to illuminate your spirit. And to transform your experience, you can experience Jesus Christ today as your healer. That's the whole idea. We said that the will of God is healing. The will of God is to heal everyone, every time, under every circumstance. Otherwise, Jesus should have told at least one person, sorry, I can't heal you today. Sorry, Abba wants you to learn some lessons. Not even one, not even one. The only one that came close was the woman Jesus called a dog. Let me tell you something. When God calls a human being a dog, it's not an insult. Because God loves animals. There are animals in heaven. The animals we know, there are animals we've never seen on earth in heaven. There are strange creatures in heaven. And all of them worshiping God night and day. There's no night and day. Worshiping God continually. Holy, holy Lord God of hosts. So when Jesus called Herod a fox, that wasn't an insult. That was descriptive. That was a, a remark. So Jesus said to this Herophonician woman, healing is the bread of the children, not for dogs. I imagine how many Christians wouldn't have told Jesus if they, they giving Jesus a piece of their mind. How dare you call me a dog? Oh, but this, this woman said, no, dogs can get the crumbs, can't they? And Jesus said, I have never seen such faith. You have what you want. You have it the way you want it. Jesus never said to any, come back tomorrow. Come back to the next day. There have been many great healing evangelists living in our world today and living in bygone days. But there has never been any healing evangelist. I healed all. Everyone I know from Catherine Kuhlman to Benny Hinn to Robert Kayanja 
to Raihan Bonke, to our beloved OM Angus Birkin. Everyone has always looked forward to the day that all will be healed. But my Yeshua healed all. As many as touched his garment were healed. You know you can touch his garment today and that cancer can, can dry up and fall out of your body. You can touch Jesus today and the, those kidneys will kick back to life. You can touch Jesus today and the blood pressure will normalize 120 by 80. You can touch Jesus this moment, this hour, and the sugar will normalize. You can touch Jesus and schizophrenia will die. Depression will lift in the name that is above all names. If God said to one person, go, come back tomorrow, that will completely destroy the basis of our faith that he wants everybody well. Just if he did it just one time, but he didn't. He didn't. I give an example in, in some of the previous teachings. If a multimillionaire walks into a room of 100 people and says, I, you know, I can give everyone here a million rand, it will not inspire faith. It may inspire desperation. It may inspire fantasies. It may inspire some wishes. Because he didn't say he was going to give anyone. So I can give everyone a million rand each. But if a multi-billionaire in dollars walks into a room and says, I've just instructed my bank to call you, get your banking details, and transfer $1 million into every person's account here today, and the man is a man of integrity, a man of God who will not lie or cheat or deceive, that you, you know you are going to get a million dollars today. But in the previous circumstance, you can only wish. Well, you don't have to wish for healing. No. You can have healing today. And even if the healing does not manifest today, you can have healing right now. Even if you had this situation for 12 years, you can have healing right now. If your name was a woman with the issue of blood who has gone from doctor to doctor, from clinic to clinic, from hospital to hospital, from traditional treatment to modern medicine to, osteo, to, to, to alternative medicine, and has wasted all her resources on doctors, some quack doctors, some genuinely powerless doctors. If you are that woman, you can touch the hem of his garment. And that simple touch of faith can make you whole. Doc, Doc, do you agree with me that it is God's will to heal everyone, every time, in every place, in every circumstance, in every situation? Yes, uh, um, definitely. I mean, God says he's God that does not change. Mm. He does the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, sir. He's not a. He's not. A, he's not biased. He wants to bless all. You know, Jesus healed them all. It's still applicable to us today and Amen. to everyone. Like you rightly said, there was nobody. Even the man who was at the gate, beautiful, mm. who was there, laid there from his mother's womb. The man who was at, at the uh, pool of Bethesda. I yeah. mean, in fact, the pool of Bethesda guy was very interesting because Jesus told the man, said to the man, "Will you be healed?" The man said, "I have no man." His confidence was in a man. That wasn't the question. Exactly. Will the you question is, do you want to be healed? Yes. But now he came up with excuses. I have no man. I just told the man, take your bed and walk. So your problem is not man. The problem is your own ability and faith to respond to you what know, I is. really like that scripture. Yeah. And I want to ask our listeners today, yes. do you want to be healed? Amen. And the answer is not, you know, pastor, I've been praying. Yeah. 
Everybody has prayed for me. Yep. All our visiting pastors have prayed for me. Yep. That's not the answer. Yep. Do you want to be, to be healed today? Amen. And that's important because I think, um, again, people have put their faith in man's ability to pray, to touch God for them. Mm. And God wants us. That's why Jesus is called Emmanuel, God with me. Mm. Not just with us as a group of people, but with me as an individual. You know, mm. when you get born again, Holy Ghost comes to live inside of you. That means God is living in you as an individual. Yeah. And that's all the benefits of God, all the glory of God, all the goodness of God is accessible, available to you right now. So mm. while you're looking for something all the way down Johannesburg, it's right with you here in Cape Town. It's not just with you in Cape Town, it's with you where you are sitting right now. Mm. And that's the healing power of God. That's healing love of God, the healing mercy of God. Something you said, and people have to take note of that also, is this. I know I don't want to, I'm trying to be careful not to overshoot our boundaries in the sense of process of teaching. Yeah. Is that Jesus never asked anybody who met him about their sin. Hmm. There was nobody that came to Jesus for healing and said, oh, did you commit a sin? Yes. He, didn't, yeah. he never brought sin up as an issue mm. when he ministered to them. Mm. Sometimes that's one thing that we sometimes makes us or hinders us from receiving healing. Because mm. we're thinking about our own self-righteousness and we forget that healing is not primarily on the basis of our righteousness, but on his righteousness, what he mm. has provided for. Let me, let, me, let me pause this so I don't shoot off. <laughs> yeah. The reason for that yes, is... Go ahead. You know, God is so pregnant with compassion. Amen. It's full. God is so full, almost, if possible, forget, forgive our the weakness of our language and our vocabulary. Yes, God is bursting at the seams to yeah. get his goodness and his mercy to mankind. Yes, yes, yes. That he would allow his reign to fall on the righteous yeah. and the unrighteous. Yeah. He will allow his sun to shine on the good and the evil. Yeah. Most Everyone who was healed under the ministry of Jesus was not born again because it wasn't possible to be born again at the time. That's true. And like you said, the issue of their sin never arose until after they've been healed. Okay, that's right, that's right, that's it. (laughs) <laughs> Which is interesting. We will probably put it. Bef- we put the, the sin before the healing. <laughs> but with him, he says, after they've been healed, go and, and sin no more, lest a worse thing mm. happens mm. to you. Mm. Don't you just love Jesus, friends? Can we talk about the origin of, sin, of sickness a little yes, bit? Yes, let's talk about that. The origin of sickness. Let's, let's talk about it a little bit. Mm. Okay. Um, if you look at when God put man in the Garden of Eden, there was no sickness there. Mm-mm. There was no infirmity there. Mm-mm. There was nothing that was designed to harm or hurt human beings or animals. Mm. You, know, you know, but the Bible tells us God told Adam and Eve, said, "Look, there's a tree in the middle. Of, there are two trees in the middle of the garden. One of them don't eat of it." I don't think lions ate humans in the garden. No, no, no. All the animals were actually were actually herbivores. There was no carnivorous animal at that point in time. Mm-hmm. They ate plants and all that. Okay. And there were not weeds. There were no weeds. No everything parasites. Was, everything was no good for good for food. Remember what, what God said? Adam saw the trees and mm. it was good for food. So everything and good for food. That pro, that particular phrase. And there was no medicine in the garden either. There's no need because there's no need for sick. There's no sickness. Okay? There's no need for sick. There's no yeah. sickness. So everything was designed for good for food, for well-being and for nourishment and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay? So but God said, don't eat of that tree. They eat of it, you shall surely die. Yeah. Or dying, you will surely die. Mm. And the process of dying is sickness. So God told them, if you eat of that fruit, something is going to upset the system. When they ate of the fruit, God said to Adam, hey, what have you done? Mm. Adam said, the woman you gave me, the woman said, the snake. And all that blaming came in, blame game came in. And ultimately, what did God do? 
God now told Adam, dying, you will surely die. I like something you said. Yes, sir. Sickness, mm-hmm. the way you quoted that scripture, in yeah. dying, you will die. Yes, dying. Because process. death is not a state. It's not yeah. an, it's a process. It's a process. Let me say, it's a process. Yeah. So they thought death at the time was cessation of life. Yes. But rather it was separation from God. Yeah, that's it. And once the life and the power of God is separated from man, it becomes a victim. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So now, if it is the will of God for us to be healed and healthy, how do we then die in this dispensation? But in this dispensation, remember, man was put on the earth from the dust of the earth. Mm. And God said in that curse that you return back to the earth. Yeah. So literally death, Jesus said something to Mary and Martha. He said, anyone who believes in me will never die. Mm. Because again, man, when the person gets born again, he's a spirit. He becomes like God. God cannot die. So literally that new person that Christ spoke about there can never die. Mm. But I'm talking about the natural death. The natural side of death. Okay. Because some people argue. Yeah. Are you so how do we how will we die if we don't ever fall sick? Because you said Sickness yeah. is the process of yeah, death. Yeah, that's right. And for most humans who die... They have sickness. In fact, maybe I can crack a little joke here. <laughs> Somebody said many years ago, "Don't let's pray never to have brief illness. Okay. Because everyone I know, every uh, obituary I ever read, had always has something like, this: our father, our grandfather, friend, uncle, died after a brief illness. Yeah. <laughs> that brief illness is very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> we never have, have brief, brief illness. illness so choice. my question is... If we walk in divine health, truly, mm-hmm. how then do we die? The human body was not designed because of sin mm. to live forever on the side of the earth. Yeah. So at some point in time, it wears out. It might not be sick, but it just gets worn old out. and worn out. Like an old car. Yes. And then the spirit, which does not die, is like too powerful for this body that is now weak. And the spirit just exits the body. Wow. You know. Exist the body. Like it's like for example, it's like um you have a car that is uh that has a beautiful body, but mm. the engine it wears out. Yeah. On the outside the car looks good. I had one recently, mm. but the engine is bad. So that car can shut down on you while the engine looks great while the body looks great. Yeah. But the engine there is gone. Mm. And when it comes to our human beings, it's the reverse. The engine is alive and well, the spirit. Yeah. But the body gets worn out. Mm. And there's also a longing for heaven Amen. or a longing for the physical presence. I don't mean spiritual presence of God, but the physical presence of God, the Shekinah face to face. And we can't have that on the earth here. Yes, sir. On the earth here, we can't have that Shekinah face to face experience of the glory of God. We can't experience it here on, 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 the, on, on this side of, of heaven. Mm. So there's that longing to mm. go back home. There's that longing to see God face to face, see Jesus face to face. And after a while, you just, even you as a person, no matter how much success yes. you have a life you have on the earth, after you're going to be tired and say, look, mm. this earth pales in comparison to heaven. The this is what I believe, man of God. Mm. I believe that many believers who, who let me use the word, die or exit the earth, they see heaven yeah. before they die. They see they see the angels, they see all of that. Yeah. And they don't desire the earth anymore. Mm. A scripture comes to mind. Yes, Job 5.26. Yeah. From the uh, Bible in basic English, mm-hmm. you will come to your resting, last resting place in full strength okay. as the grain is taken up to the crushing floor in its time. Mm-hmm. You know, as we speak this 
this hour, this moment, I, I'm more inspired than ever to walk in divine health. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. My father, my earthly father, was a godly man. He took me to church every day. He prayed for tens of minutes every day. He was an honest man. He would never lie. He would never cheat. He was supposed to cheat one time to, to not retire because the government wanted him to retire at 50 mm -hmm. or 55. Mm -hmm. He refused to lie, and the government changed the policy to favor him so he could work until 60. Now, when my father died... He just felt hot in the night. Wow. Told my mother, I need to go to the lounge. He went to the lounge, sat in his favorite chair, put on his fan, and never came back to the room. Wow. He died in peace. Yeah. You will come to your, age, your grave in full age, like a shock of corn in his new... You will just wear out. Yeah. And wear out gradually. Yeah. And if your name is Moses, you don't even wear out. Yeah. If your name is Enoch, yeah. you don't wear out. You just, your intimacy with God is so, to such dimension that in one of those rapturous moments, moments of ecstasy with God, your spirit just leaves. Yeah. I want to be that man. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not theoretical. I lived in divine health for 21 years without even a panado. Wow. I'm not there now, mm. but I'm heading back there. Mm. And I want you to come with me. The scriptures cannot be broken. Hebrews 13 verse 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. Whatever he did in the days of the Bible, he can do today. Whatever he did in the lives of the apostles, he can do today. Whatever he did in the lives of the fathers and the patriarchs, he can do today. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the integrity of his word. In the next, in the next uh, lesson, we will look at the fact that healing is a forever settled subject. Amen. This is not whether you have faith or you don't have faith. God and Jesus have done the hard part. The easier part is just for us to receive and to believe. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Sidkenu, I curse every spirit of infirmity afflicting your body, your mind, your soul. I speak the life of God into your brain, your brain matter, and all the synaptic connections in it. Be whole in the name of Yeshua be healed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Every spirit of cancer, I curse you. I don't care what stage. I curse the spirit of cancer to the roots. I speak life to every kidney that is malfunctioning. No malfunction allowed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. May the balm of Gilead drive out every pain in your body. Give him praise right now. If you are not born again, you are, you are running a risk. If Jesus has not come alive in you, if Jesus has not transformed you from the inside, you are running a low-quality life. Fall on your knees, fall on your face right now, and ask Jesus to come in and save you from yourself, and save you from, your, from the adversary, and save you from a future apart from God. Say this quickly, Jesus, come. I need you now. Save me, forgive me, redeem me, renew me, restore me to the original. Make me who you called me to be.
Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Until next time, this is Dr. Norum and I saying we love you. Love See you. you next week. Amen. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Focus on Freedom Podcast. For more information, please visit alujorgeministries.global or send a WhatsApp inquiry to plus two seven eight one. 3006633 Also like subscribe and share our content on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. See you next time. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.